0: Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine Podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. I am super excited. Now, I'm always excited, but I'm excited because you're listening and together we're changing medicine. And I'm also very excited because I have Dr. Nerissa Bauer here and she is a developmental pediatrician who is changing her world. So I'm excited to bring her story and she's going to take us behind the scenes, tell us all the things. So get ready to have your socks blown off. All right, Dr. Nerissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so
1: excited.
0: (laughs) I'm excited too. I'm like, besides myself.
1: (sighs) Now, I
0: have a question for you because you're a developmental pediatrician, but you also have this other company. You also have programs. You have a YouTube channel. You have all these things going on. Why is a developmental pediatrician doing all of this? What is the why behind this?
1: Um, because it's my mission to do what I can to get this information out to the people who need it. So can I just start with that background? And yes, then, go yeah, for it. Perfect. So I call myself a behavioral pediatrician because I actually see many more kids with behavioral issues, ADHD, anxiety, depression, parenting problems. However, my backstory is that I went to medical school, went to fellowship, got my master's of public health, started a foster care clinic, and then came to Indiana in 2006, joined academia, had my first academic job. I was like, yes, I'm going to do this, and was in academia for about 13 years. I loved it. I loved everything about it, teaching residents and all of that. However, I was also doing research And that took a toll because, as you know, this type of research is not sexy. And I really wanted to take a prevention lens on it. So I was doing grants cycle after cycle. Some would hit, some wouldn't, more often times wouldn't hit. And what happens in academia? You're told that you have to then take on other stuff to cover your time or start seeing more patients. And over time, that became untenable. I was in meetings where I was just getting a list of things to do and meetings all day and no time to actually do the work. So what happened? I got burnt out. Um, And so I realized that my passion is to figure out ways to get evidence-based parenting advice to families and pediatricians, make them comfortable about it. That's what my research was all about, my teaching of residents. And when I left academia, I sort of took some time off to just kind of figure out what I was burnt out from. Was it the teaching? Was it the clinical care? Was it the research? Was it everything? And then I sort of landed on my feet, decided, okay, I'm going to do clinic two days a week because I know how to do that. And so I have my own private practice now. But then I decided too, that all of what I wanted to do was to just get this information to the, to the people who needed it the most. So That's why I created my YouTube channel. That's why I created my blog. That's why I created this weekly Facebook live show that I do now and courses to get this information to families who want it instead of waiting for grants that don't hit and then writing all this stuff in scientific papers that take years to get out there. And then who reads it? Not the people who need it. So that's why I just decided I needed to find a different outlet. And this for me just brings me so much joy and it fills me up and getting the stories back from families, either individually with the patients I see or just interacting on social media. I know that I'm in the right spot right now. That's how it all came to be.
0: (laughs) So you must find this so meaningful, like burnout is probably not an option at this point, right? Just just not an option. (laughs) (laughs) No. So let's go back though, because you were in academia, okay? Yes. And then you go from that to starting your private practice and YouTube and blogging and Facebook lives and all of this that for a lot of physicians are like, we don't know how to do any of that stuff. So, so what happened, right? How did you become this person?
1: Oh, goodness. I mean, I think part of it is a little bit of kind of when I started, so To step back also, I should just share this story that I'm a general pediatrician by training. And when I did my fellowship in California at the time, that was when they were making the developmental behavioral peds boards. My mentor, Dr. Marty stein who I absolutely love and, you know, to this day, I, you know, credit him for a lot of who I am, but he was sitting for the boards and he was like, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't had to sit for boards for a long time. So he was like, you know, we should get you, you know, try to get you board certified. So his, at the time, his fellowship was one year. And then when I got my master's of public health, that was two. So I tried to petition the board to use those three years as uh, my way to sit for the boards. Guess what? They didn't grant it. I had a lot of people going to bat for me in the field and they didn't grant it. And their thing was, you know, we're so new in creating this board, we don't wanna make exceptions. So I didn't let that get me down. Although mentally, that was a big thing for me because I was like, Well, I'm not really seeing asthma, treating rashes anymore. I'm seeing these kids with behavior problems. (laughs) But because of that, I sort of felt like I had to sort of just be scrappy and just kind of figure things out. Um, And so what did I do? I joined the Professional Society of Developmental Behavioral Pediatrics. I was involved with the American Academy of Pediatrics, but the, the section of DBP. I just kept getting myself in the room with the people I wanted to emulate. And so when I decided to leave academia, I was like, okay, I don't know anything about business. So I what did I do? I I joined a practice that I had colleagues that also had left. And we are our own entity there, but you know, we're sharing a space. So I was able to like ask them, what the heck is that? What do I do? What's an LLC? How do I do this? How do I do that? So I again I I put myself in the space with other people who I can rely on. And then I just felt like I had to figure things out. So I mean, I just had that background where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just do this. So I just decided. What do people do for a blog? (laughs) So what did I do? I went to YouTube and like checked (laughs) for like how to start a blog. I started reading how to start a blog, right? So I just figured things out. And yes, I made lots of mistakes. And yes, I spent lots of hours sometimes backpedaling and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did it this way. This is so much easier. But I just never let that stop me. I never let that stop me.
0: So for everyone listening, I hope you got all of this because this, (laughs) you know, what I'm getting from it is. You have this attitude, first of all. Like nothing's going to stop me. That that's my attitude, yes. right? So, well, you're not board certified in this. Not going mm-hmm. to blog, not gonna stop me. You don't know how to start a blog. Not going to stop me. You don't have to start a company. Not going to stop me. You don't know anything about entrepreneurship. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not going to stop me. Which is a great attitude to have, right? Yeah. And then the second thing you said is that you figure it out, right? And not- that could look like. Asking somebody, it could look like checking up something on YouTube, it could look like programs, all that stuff. It could look like any of that. And then you put yourself in the right rooms, which mm-hmm. is one of the most powerful things that I've found, is putting yourself in the rooms, the way you said it, is where the people you want to emulate are. Yep. So you find people who are doing what you want to do. And you insert yourself in that world. I love it. Okay. I just want to make sure nobody missed it because that is so, 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 so good. Now, I'm listening. So I'm now wondering. So mm-hmm. did, did we have challenges along the way? This has just been, you know, we're just rocking this, figuring it out and, you know, smooth sailing, doing it in your sleep.
1: <laughs> Don't let me tell you that it was all roses, right? I mean, yes, there were challenges. Imposter syndrome. Hello. <laughs> Because uh, first of all, I'm not board certified, (laughs) but again, I have gotten to the place where people know me for what I do and that extra credential, it doesn't matter to the parents that I treat or the colleagues that I, you know, interact with day to day or the folks who invite me to do talks. They just have seen kind of my track record. They know that I have the credibility and I've done this. And really, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, yes, I have days where I'm like, oh, you know, do I really have what it takes? Or gosh, I really wish I was able to sit for the boards, right? (laughs) But I just can't dwell on that. I just have to keep moving forward. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges. And then secondly, you know, doing this, like I'm talking to you from now my clinic space. Like (laughs) since COVID, I have switched to entirely all online. And my colleagues at the clinic, half of them are doing in person uh, and then remote. I no longer am with them seeing patients. It's been over a year. And so sometimes it can be really isolating to do this work. But I think it's important to just, I'm an extrovert. So I need to be with people. And that's partly why I started my Facebook live show to tell you (laughs) the truth. I needed the social connection, but I also was like, oh my gosh, I could get this information out there and engage with the audience and grow my business and yet selfishly invite my friends who are doing amazing work, talk to them every week about their what they're doing, promote their business and yet, you know, get that connection. <laughs>
0: I love it. It's
1: selfish.
0: Okay. If you're an extrovert and you're missing people, go start a Facebook live (laughs) show and interview your friends. it will take care of that. What would you tell the doctor who has imposter syndrome? So it may not be, I couldn't sit for the boards, right? It may be, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur. I started this business, Mm. but I'm not really an entrepreneur. What would you say to that doc? Like, you know, do they wait for it to be done and then start or what do they do? Oh
1: no, you, you've got to go get it. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just have to get out of your own way. But I think one of the things that I've been doing as of recent is um, I just recently made that mind shift too. So, you know, I was kind of cobbling along, you know, my scrappy kind of way that I've been doing things, just like, oh, I should do this. Okay, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> which sometimes gets me in trouble because I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing a lot of stuff. How the heck am I going to balance this again? But that's okay. It's all right. I figured it out. But What I tell people who have an inkling, I'm like, you know, just take a moment, dream big, and then, hey, listen to Dr. Una's podcast. You know, (laughs) she's going to inspire you, she's going to motivate you. You're going to listen to her and you're going to be like, Uh, yeah, that's what I want. Or, you know, network with people who are doing things that you're like, huh, could I do that? I don't know. Like, don't hesitate to reach out. That's one of the lessons I learned early, even in academia, when I was doing all these lit searches, right? I was trying to figure out what was the area of focus I was going to start researching. And I was pulling all these articles. And I remember to this day, my mentor came by, he was walking in the office where we shared a cubicle with all the fellows. And he saw the stack of Papers. And he was like, you know, Narissa, one day you're going to just have to start. Like, you can't keep (laughs) reading. Like, you just got to do it. And, you know, if there's somebody's article that you like, email them. Just say, hey, I want to learn more about this. What's the worst they can say? No, of course. That's it. Then you move on. So that's stuck with me to this day. You know, I mean, if you want to do something or you're like, you know, a little bit interested, don't be intimidated. People love when they get like, calls or emails about how did you do this i really think it's really fascinating i i've been reading this what you're doing i you know i'd like to learn more do you mind if i you know spend a few minutes talking with you i mean people love that so don't be afraid all right so you heard it
0: the one thing she didn't say <laughs> Is just wait till you fix your imposter syndrome and then start, right? If you have an inkling, start. If you're looking for someone said, Oh, I would need to have a coach like Dr. Una every day. And the person was like, yeah, listen to the podcast every day. You can actually now this is the Entree MD podcast, right? So she's like, just listen to it every day. You can have it in your pocket, but inspirational stuff like that, you know, listen to that every day and you know, reach out, ask questions, reach out to people who can help you. That is so good. I love it. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to entreemdbusinessschool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. Now, so what are some of the wins you've had, right? Because again, when you look at what you're doing, it's not what a traditional doc does, right? A doc goes, they do their behavioral, you know, boards and all that stuff. And they start seeing patients 15 minutes for each appointment. They go home. This is what they do. You do the YouTube, the blog, (laughs) the Facebook live, the courses, but the motive behind it is to help same as any other doctor, right? I want to help my patients with all these behavioral problems. I want to help their families. So what kind of experiences have you created for your patients and their families? What kind of wins have you got from them? What kind of transformation have they experienced because they worked with you?
1: When you're seeing a patient face-to-face, obviously, as many of us know, that interpersonal connection and that relationship and that rapport, that's what drew me into the field of developmental behavioral peds is because I get the time to spend and get to know families. I get to hear their most intimate worries and concerns and fears about their child's behavior and what this might mean. So as physicians, we have that ability to Get in deep really quickly, just because we have the doctor credential, which I honor very much and and it's a privilege. But I use that as a way to sort of help me think about, well, if this family is having this concern, I bet other people are too. And yes, we know by clinical experience that's true. And then with research, having had that lens on, I know that to be the case. So what I realize is that in academia, I had a lot of ideas. They were good research ideas, they were good grant ideas. But I've learned to embrace that entrepreneurial spirit and realize that my ideas could go outside of that realm and become other things and give me much more immediate gratification that I need and I thrive on and I fill my cup with. So for instance, my YouTube and Facebook live show, I love getting the comments, the interaction with people who are watching live and just hearing later, you know, some of those folks are my private practice clients. They're like, oh my gosh, I just watched this episode. It was amazing. Thank you for like just re-inspiring us again because I learned so much in that 30 minutes of watching this show with you and your guest. That's validation, right? But then also with my courses, my courses, by the way, uh, the Teach Me ADHD uh, course is for kids eight to 12 with a new diagnosis of ADHD and to take with their parent um, so that they both onboard together about what it's like and learn all about ADHD and learn how to work with their brain and do it with fun. It's also for families who've been struggling for a while and they just feel like it's not quite where we need to be. And they're having a hard time starting behavioral therapy or getting the parenting support. So I've sort of melded all of that together because I have made it so it's a group class. And I know that parents love learning from other people. So even watching that transformation of these families together learning and seeing these kids gain confidence and asking questions and then families completing their family missions week to week and posting about, you know, their wins is just so wonderful. Like that transformation and seeing them work together confidently, ask questions. I mean, later I had a kiddo who happened to be in in my practice and took the class. His mom reached out to me and said, you know, After hearing about the experiences the other kids had with medicine, he actually asked me, he's like, can you ask Dr. Bauer next time we see her, can I start one, you know, just to see, because I think I'm ready. Like he was very fearful about it. And so, but he took an active role in thinking about that with his parents. That is so good. ADHD is a chronic condition. We want to make sure that our kids if we're going to ask them to take medicine, we want them to know why, but then also you can't ever start early enough with these kids to be self-advocates because parents can't do everything for them. So, over time. So, you know, I think that's one of the beauties of this class is that I want parents to start conversing together with their kids, having fun, taking that overwhelm out and just learning that, you know, ADHD is not good or bad. It's just it is, but it's their superpower and they can learn to work with it and love themselves.
0: That is so good. I mean, I'm a pediatrician, so obviously I love what you do. Cause sometimes the kid is not on board or the you know the parent is not on board, or there's a story. Like I love what you said. It's not good or bad, it is, but there's a story, there's a narrative created around it. And you know, it becomes this big thing and that's just your mission to normalize it and have them convert it to a superpower. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, you know, I'm a believer that- every physician should own a platform, right? I'm like, this is the era of misinformation (laughs) and we have the best information. So we should be on YouTube. We should have blogs. We should have podcasts. We should, our voices should be heard. How has owning a successful YouTube channel, how has that changed the trajectory of your career, your business, your sense of fulfillment, the kind of impact and legacy you're able to
1: leave? There is that digital footprint. So once you put it out there, it's going to be out there. So my kids and their kids can like find it. So that's, that's one. But secondly, I think it's also, I'm also a big fan of repurposing things. Like why do one thing and then just have it live there? So the beauty of the Facebook live show is that it becomes, you know, it's simulcast to YouTube. So it becomes this video that you can then, if you have a new patient, and you're like, hey, I did a quick chat about that. So here, I'll shoot you this video. If you have uh, people who are following me on my blog or on my Facebook group who have questions about this, I just shoot them the video or I just shoot them like a link to my blog. It makes me more efficient, but it also gives them a way to share that information, not just in real time, like if I were seeing the mom and child together, but dad's working, you have a way to preserve that message. So no more telephone game, (laughs) right? So like everybody can share, like who can watch it? Grandma, dad, all the people in charge of helping take care of this child. And that's the thing for parenting, consistency, right? So you want everybody to have the same message. So to me, I look for ways of repurposing content that I'm doing, whether it be on different platforms, getting it out there, resharing, because you never know, Who's searching for that information? And you're right, Dr. Una, there is so much noise out there on social media. And as physicians, I think part of what we need to do is be part of that movement to educate people about science, about evidence-based things, and cut through that noise. And we can, we can. We have that credential to do that. People trust us, but more of us can do it together and amplify it. Do it together and amplify it.
0: Okay, so tell people yep. where they can find you start with the YouTube channel so we can all go share it and amplify your voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, right now you can search for it at Narissa Bauer MD, but I'm hoping to get enough subscribers so that I can make a you know custom URL there. So that is the way to find it right now. And then my blog is letstalkkidshealth.org. And then it has all the information there about my courses and links to my YouTube channel. Uh, And then I also run a parenting book club on Facebook. So that was my pivot also, because I couldn't offer any more in-person parent training workshops during COVID. So I decided to launch a parenting book club where we talk about a book and, you know, learn from it and share our wins. And, oh, that sounded easy, but that did not go well. So, you know, we have like ongoing community uh, on my Facebook page uh, under Let's Talk Kids Health. You can join for free, join that community, get support. And it doesn't matter if you're a parent, uh, educator or a uh, provider who has an interest in this, I just want to tell you that my blog is called Let's Talk Kids Health. That's actually a play on words because one of the things that I teach in parenting classes about is about the Let's command, especially for toddlers. You don't ever want to say Let's go clean up our toys unless you're going to help them, right? Otherwise, they're going to look at you and like where are you, dad? You know, why aren't you getting up, right? (laughs) But in my case of my blog, I used Let's Talk Kids Health because it was intentional. I want us all to talk about these issues. And so that is my brand. I want to engage moms and parents and kids to talk together. I want families to talk to their physicians. I want... Us as a society to talk about it. So I hope you guys will join me on any of those platforms. Look for me. I'm always really excited to meet folks on social media and hopefully in real life. <laughs> okay, people. We're
0: gonna go support her. And you know, it's amazing. If you could see her, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you would see the passion for the mission come through. <laughs> and there's no doubt that you're going to accomplish that. I, I love what you do. I love that you're practicing medicine on your own terms. I'm glad you're doing what you set out to do anyway, which is to help. And <laughs> you're just doing it yep. in a different container, right? It may look different from how others are, but you're getting the results. So this is this is super amazing. For every episode, I tell the docs, like, this is not just a podcast, this is a movement. So I want you to share the episode and, you know, your social media and all of that. So for you, what reason would you have? Why should doctors 100% share this episode?
1: Oh, because I, like I said, I feel strongly that as physicians, we have the responsibility to share our knowledge to be able to help as many families as possible. And I want to hopefully share my story too. So that way, if you're thinking about you might be burnt out or you're not sure what else is possible, I'm testimony to that. Like I am not board certified, but I'm not letting that get in the way. So I just want you to just know that we come into medicine because it's a choice. It's a calling. But don't let the nine to five or the X number of patients you must see every day get you burnt out. I want you to know there's a community of physicians, physician entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs doing this work and finding passion and still helping as many people. So please share this episode. Know that you can join Dr. Una's business school like I did (laughs) and join an amazing group of people. So mentoring is available, coaching is available, but the support is also there. You just got to look for it and ask for it. Thank you so much. That is beautiful. People you heard are
0: So share the episode, okay? We are (laughs) creating a movement. There's a million of us. If we don't like the system, we'll change it, which is exactly what we're doing. Thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Nerissa. This is really good. And you know that I support what you do. I'm amazed by what you do. And, you know, this is only the beginning. Like, who knows what it looks like in 12 months, in five years. We are literally going to change the landscape. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. All right, everybody, I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement, Changing Medicine, one podcast episode at a time.